Welcome to the High Volume Hiring Podcast. I'm Steven Rothberg, the founder of College Recruiter Job Search Site. At College Recruiter, we believe that every student and recent grad deserves a great career. This podcast features news, tips, case studies, and interviews with the world's leading experts about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to high volume hiring. Thanks for joining us. Today's guest is Max Armbruster, the CEO of TalkPush and host of the Recruitment Hackers podcast. Max, welcome to the show. Thanks, Stephen. Congrats on the new podcast and excited to be here. Well, cool. Yeah, con- congrats is good. Uh, we'll see at the end of the show whether the excitement uh, carries over or not. But uh, So before we get into the, the meat of it, um, and I have a few, few questions for you. Um, for the listeners, why don't you tell people kind of like a little bit about yourself and what you're up to? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, um, as you said, I'm the CEO and founder of TalkPush. We are a recruitment automation platform which specializes in high volume situations. So we work with customers all over the world that hire typically thousands of of people and uh, of talent and oftentimes thousands of the same people. Uh, So they're large operations with many employees and some of them with a very high turnover. So they're always hiring. And and so we, uh, we have fun trying to automate that process so it goes as fast as possible. Um, and uh, how I ended up in this space is, you know, a story of career accidents. <laughs> and uh, it, it had uh, to do with, I think, being um, in a market. I, I was based in Singapore when I launched or when I first had the idea of TalkBush and uh, working a lot in Southeast Asia and in markets where there's very high unemployment and a lot of, a lot of job seekers. And I was, uh, I was looking for ways to make it easier for employers to access and evaluate them in a way that you know, wasn't available in the market. Uh, so, I mean, I can go deeper into the background story, but that's, that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. I think that listeners immediately are thinking, it's like, oh, okay, I can totally see why Max is a guest on this show. So um, thank, thank you. Also, just as a little bit more background, when I was uh, thinking about you know, who, who would be a good guest on this show, you, you definitely jumped to, to the top of that list. Um, partly because of the podcast that you host, and also partly because, gosh, I think it was probably 2018 or 2019, uh, you were one of the contestants in, I think it was called the Deathmatch, which was a competition amongst startups at a, at a TA Tech event. And um, our CEO, who also happens to be my wife, was one of the judges. And for the record, uh, she was a huge fan. It was great. You did a, a fantastic job of laying out the business model, um, where your place was. It was very compelling. So some of our listeners will know of TalkPush as, uh, as one of the leading chatbots, although I know you do a lot more than that. Um, for the listeners who don't know what a chatbot is, maybe we can start there. Um, help us understand, from your vantage point, what is a chatbot? What kinds of employers can best use them? And, and why would an employer want to add a chatbot to their recruitment tech stack? I mean, the chatbot, one of the first questions I ask, everybody knows what a chatbot is conceptually, but but then deciding how to implement it, it's, it's harder to visualize for some people. So the first question people should ask themselves is, where does it live? Does it live on a phone uh, phone number? <laughs> is, it a, is it an SMS bot? Does it live on a website to convert the traffic coming into the website? Or does it live in an app 
or does it live uh, an, an app also includes something like Facebook or Instagram or um, or another another app that, that or like WhatsApp for example so um, that's the first question is like where does the where is the bot going to live uh, and then of course what question is it going to answer and if you want to take your traffic from point A to point B what are those points Will it eventually take it to a point C? And you know there is chatbot te uh, technology now that can carry the um, that understands the situation in which the the candidate or or lead is and figure out contextually. Okay, this is somebody at the very st start of the hiring process, or in the middle, or at the end, and based on that. Um, answer things differently. So that's the first question. And then, uh, yeah, what a chatbot is and does, I mean, it takes so many different shapes and forms. Uh, but the great advantage for for me is that um, it can be used at the, at the very front to engage with people who aren't, ne aren't necessarily uh, deeply committed to applying for the job and who don't necessarily are, who are not necessarily in an active uh, job seeking mindset or who are just kind of like exploring things so you can lure them in and then if you choose a communication channel which is their their favorite one let's say sms for example well you can continue that conversation throughout the journey of the candidate so you've got very high stickiness and high response rate high read rates compared to if you move them into email for example or or in a, another communication channel but i mean you can have a chatbot that lives on email as well it's just to illustrate um you know, one of the advantages of chatbots. And, uh, and of course, uh, the technology is now available where you can ask enough questions to someone where you get a pretty good idea of who they are and you don't have to ask for their resume at all. So for segments of the population where resumes don't tell you that much, that could be enough. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that you hit on that point because so much of the high volume hiring space, it's retail, warehouse, etc. I, I don't need to see what your degree is. I don't need to see what your major was from 14 years ago. Um, I probably don't even need to know that all that much information about previous jobs. But I do probably have to help you understand where is the job located? What are the hours? What's the pay? Um, any kind of qualifications? And then maybe ask you some questions. When are you, know, when are you available to start? How many hours a week are you looking for? The, the kinds of low-level rote questions that a, re a recruiter might get bogged down with. I, th I think that chatbots can do a, a remarkably good job with that and then really help accelerate that through the hiring process. Also, I would think, Max, that a lot of a lot of your employer clients experience candidates coming to their site or communicating with them via SMS at all different kinds of times of day and night, weekends, et cetera. It's kind of hard to staff for that. But a chatbot chat doesn't sleep, right? Just it's there 24-7. So what is a chatbot? What kinds of employers can best use them? And why would an employer want to add a chatbot to their recruitment tech stack? I mean, I think everybody has had experience interacting with a chatbot uh, by now. Different um, different homes for the chatbot. You know, imagine the, the, the chatbot, it has to live somewhere. So depending on where it lives, it would have a different purpose. If it lives on a website, typically it's to improve conversion rates or to lure in, to bring in people with a low engagement. So if, if somebody is just kind of like passing through, they're not really ready to apply, a chatbot will help to increase the conversion rate. There's um, another type of bot which can live inside an app and that can be um, inside, a, 
inside an actual application or inside uh, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, uh, WhatsApp, and, and other applications. And these are messaging apps that are used by people to, to talk to their friends very often. So if, if you have a chatbot there, uh, you're going to have a very good read rate, open rate. Um, and, and so you've got a real advantage in terms of capturing the attention of your audience. And then, of course, you can have chatbots that live on SMS and other areas. Um, and one uh, old notion I'd like to dispel is the idea that a chatbot is text only. You, you can, you know, if you're on a website or on an app, you can do a lot of things with a chatbot, including collect and receive images and voice and, uh, and video and even documents sometimes. So it's really... Uh, a new way of interacting, which it's a new UI. It's, you know, the websites is now 25 years old. Well, chatbots can do almost anything that a website can do uh, in a sort of conversational Q&A format. Interesting. So if I've got a, a call center and I need to hire thousand people a year for it, I could guide them through that process, answer questions that they might have about where's the location, what are the hours, what's the pay range, you know, the, the typical kinds of questions that a candidate might have. But then I can also put them essentially through a screening process, record a short video. So I can, I can see from your typed answers that you have a good command of, say, the English language, but I can't tell from that how heavily accented you might be. And in some environments, that's, that's, that's really critical. Yeah, I mean, you could you could consider that the father or the mother of the chatbot was the IVR, the interactive voice response system, when you know you called a bank and you would type in your code and you would say one or two to you know pick your menu options. Those were effectively chatbots, and uh, they're uh, yeah they can take many forms and shapes now. So uh, to go back to your example, in a call center environment, most of them have figured out a way to generate. A fair amount of leads. The job is not for everybody, so they have to check if the working conditions are going to be suitable for the candidate. And then, yes, ideally, if they can collect at the same time enough information to feel confident that this person deserves a job offer, then then they've got a huge edge on the competition. So uh, today, um, you know, with technology like ours, they could ask not just if you want the job, but also they could figure out if the person has a decent level, uh, decent command of the English language and um, good pronunciation and, and things like that. And, and the chatbot can also immediately connect them to their calendar of a recruiter and say, great, you sound perfect for the job, pick a time there. So you can really do end to end all the way to sending an offer letter and do it all on chat, basically. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. It's definitely not from a recruitment standpoint what I'm used to from interacting with like a hotel chatbot or 
a an airline chatbot, you know, what time is the flight and, you know, some basic kinds of questions like that where I have a customer service representative on the other end. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. This is this this is very true. And and sometimes it's no matter what you ask, the answer back is, you know, call call a human. And then you kind of have to wonder, well, what's the point of the chatbot to begin with? Another story for another day. Um, you know, before we before we jumped on um, this recording, I had a look at your LinkedIn profile and try to like remind myself some of the things that you've done. And one of the things that jumped out at me there was that you had some text there that says something to the effect of that with a, a good recruitment automation system um, like TalkPush, that employers can expand their talent pools, increase their conversion rates, shorten their response time, and massively, all caps, lower the cost per hire. Walk us through why that happens, because I'm totally in agreement, but people who aren't familiar with chatbots might just be looking at, oh, it's another expense. But what I think... I think what you'll be able to really help them see is that this is actually something that's going to greatly reduce their expenses, not add to their expenses. Well, there are, there are some customers that I don't think they need it as much as others. So maybe I could answer the, the question by flipping it around in the negative. Um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're collecting 10 to 20 applicants a day and you've got a couple of recruiters working in your operation, do you want to do you want to spend a, a few thousand dollars on on an automation platform and a chatbot? Perhaps not. You know, perhaps uh, perhaps you'd you'd be better off paying your two recruiters some overtime and, and ask them to to you know get through their inbox a little bit faster. Uh, but there is a point, and it's usually around four or five recruiters where specialization comes in, and where um, usually at that point you have somebody in the team that's really good at at buying traffic and generating traffic. It can be from marketplaces and job boards or social media. And when when that person cracks that code, then the problem is you're going to drop your conversion rate from lead to hire from maybe like 10%, you know, you hire one out of 10 to maybe you're going to hire one out of 30 or one out of 40 because now you're generating a lot of traffic. And when you're in that, when you're at that point, um, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's financially impossible to call all 30 or 40 candidates to hire that one. So it becomes very expensive. And and so uh, once you figured out how to generate a, a fair amount of traffic, then the chatbot really become, comes in handy. That I think that's the, the tipping point. Um, and, and the massive amounts of uh, cost saving are, are mostly internal cost saving. So how do we eliminate those mindless phone calls and screening screening phone calls that happen at the front of the funnel and also partially potentially in advertising uh, by by improving your conversion rates you wouldn't need to spend as much on advertising but but mostly mostly just in terms of uh, manpower cost yeah and i think one thing that a lot of employers don't realize uh, i think the the ones that do a lot of high volume are more likely to realize that than than those who don't but still even amongst the some of the high volume they don't get the metrics back about their their drop off rates, their their conversion rates, and there've been there's study after study showing that usually well over ninety nine zero percent of candidates that go to the ATS do not apply. Uh, it's I'll talk to an employer 
once every month or two and ask them sort of, what is your click to apply rate? How many candidates have to go to the ATS to convert into an application? And first of all, most of them don't actually know. And some of them that think they know, uh, I remember just a couple months ago, big healthcare system and the, the guy who was in charge of, um, of employment branding, so he was basically working with job boards and, and other vendors like that, he told me it was over 90%. And it's like, this, there's no way. It's, it's not over 90%. And what he was talking about was how many candidates who start the application process actually complete it. That's really different than how many candidates who go to that page even start it. And if you can engage those people with a with a chat bot, then you're going to see, I think, far more starts and far more completions. And to me, that's that's where that uh, much improved conversion rate, click to apply, uh, apply, start to apply completion, uh, apply completion to interview, et cetera, um, comes into play. So what we're really describing, I think, is where uh, chatbots, CRMs, et cetera, sit in the recruitment funnel. They're, in my mind, they're not at the top of the funnel because they're not out there finding a candidate or having that first point of engagement. That's more suitable for an ad, whether that's on whether that's on a job board, whether that's on Google, Facebook, display ad someplace, a billboard beside the highway. But once that candidate goes to the employer's site, that's where I think tools like chatbots, CRMs, and ATS become so important. And I would characterize those as being middle of the funnel, uh, meaning the candidate first, that the employer first has to get candidates into the funnel, perhaps through some kind of sourcing effort or advertising a job opening. And do you see it the same way, Max? Uh, yeah, I picked up a couple of things that I disagreed with in your statement. I mean, generally, yes, uh, cool. advertising is not the job of the bot. Um, there is one exception to that, which is if you have an existing database, if you have past candidates, how do you re-engage with them? Well, a chatbot could be a great way to do so. You know, send send a message to a thousand, ten thousand people. Ideally, something that is personalized, where you do first a research on your database to say, I want to see everybody in that location who had this job interest, who, and then I'm going to send everybody a message that's personalized, dear first name. Just wanted to catch up. Tell me about your current situation. You know, click here if you want to find out more about our jobs in this domain. You know, that that's um, I mean that's text recruiting more than chatbot, but but it could be the start of a chat. So it it could it can help on sourcing. Um, and uh, but yeah, generally yes, you're right. The uh, the advertising is is a separate segment and that is the top top of the funnel. However, uh, you said then. It's to bring the uh, the traffic to the website, and that's where I disagree. Is I would say um, maybe the website's not the best place to bring the traffic, uh, even if you have a very nice ATS and a very good job uh, landing page and great options, and it's visually very enticing. There are many segments of the population where that's just a distraction. People want to apply. They want quick answers. They want to know if they're hired. Um, are they going to find out if they're hired on their career website? Not really. So uh, do you need to send them there? It depends on the job type. <laughs> so I, uh, most of our, my, my customers, and you know, we, we work with big Fortune 500 companies, they, um, if I ask them, what's the percentage of your hires coming from th that visit your career website, it'll be less than 10% for sure. Wow. And so feel free to 
anonymize, you know, a client, like where you don't name who they are, but maybe give us an example industry-wide or industry-wise kinds of role where if the candidates aren't going to the employer's career website, where are they going? Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think I, I need to anonymize because it's on my on our website. We work with companies <laughs> like, uh, like Walmart, Accenture, McDonald's, big name like that, that people will recognize, and then smaller ones. And they have presence on job boards, on, uh, on, on Facebook or Meta, on Instagram, and sometimes in, in billboards, on, uh, in retail. <laughs> sometimes they put a QR code on a bus, you know, and all of these are call to actions that are sent out to the market to ask the candidates, apply and then start a chat. And that chat can then be um, housed, uh, depending on the geography, we, we will put it in different places, but uh, in the in the US, it would be SMS, and perhaps uh, in the Philippines, they would go to Facebook Messenger, um, and um, in, in Mexico, it would be WhatsApp, for example, or in, in Europe. Interesting. So they're walking down the sidewalk, they see a bus, and there's an ad there, and there's a, a QR, QR code. code. They yeah. yank out their phone, take a picture of it. Most of the new smartphones are going to automatically load the browser um, or app if, if they've already got an app installed for it and take you right to the 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 page. And so that's going to be served by TalkPush then, right? They'd be interacting with TalkPush right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But they wouldn't know it. Uh, the, the bot is branded uh, under the customer. But yeah, our technology is behind it. And of course, like I said, uh, it's a bit like building websites 20 years ago. You, you have to personalize and everyone has their idea of what their bots should sound like because you want a conversation that sounds like you. You want a website that looks like you and then you want a, a, a chatbot that sounds like you and that resonates. So, you know, an Accenture will have a more serious tone, perhaps, and uh, and maybe a McDonald's would be a little bit more playful, for example. Yeah, no, that. That totally makes sense. And, and you've got to be authentic with that voice and not try to pretend to be something that you're not. Um, totally makes sense. Um, so, Max, as before we leave off, um, listeners who want to get more information about you, about Talk Push, about the weather in Spain, you know, whatever, how, how should they reach out to you? First of all, don't go to Spain. It's too hot. And secondly, <laughs> uh, Talk Push is uh, just the way you pronounce it, talking and pushing. And, uh, and I'm on LinkedIn as, uh, as the CEO, so that works. LinkedIn is the go-to. Awesome. So, or, or hello hello at talkpush.com. Oh, there you go. That's e- emails. Emails always welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today on the High Volume Hiring Podcast. We appreciate your support. Please go to www.highvolumehiringpodcast.com to subscribe for free on your favorite app. Review it. Five stars are always nice. And recommend it to a couple people you know who want to learn more about how to best hire dozens or even hundreds of people. Today's podcast has been a co-production of Evergreen Podcasts and College Recruiter. A special thanks to our producer and engineer, Ian Douglas, and the rest of the team at Evergreen. I'm your host, Stephen Rothberg, the founder of College Recruiter. Each year, we help more than 7 million students and recent grads find great new part-time, seasonal, internship, apprenticeship, and other entry-level jobs. Our customers are primarily Fortune 1000 companies, government agencies, and other employers who are hiring at scale. They advertise their jobs that require zero to three years of experience on our niche global job search site. 
For more information, go to www.collegerecruiter.com slash advertising or email me directly, stephen at collegerecruiter.com. Cheers. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.